0: Tuesday, happy Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday to you.
1: I'm glad that I sang over you because <laughs> hopefully nobody heard that.
2: <laughs> uh, it's a back row water so show Tuesday morning. Uh, Matt and Mo in the studio with you this morning. We're gonna ride out this morning with you.
1: Good morning, everybody.
2: We've got quite the show today coming up on the show. It's Christian Music Week. Yesterday we talked about why radio is all starting to sound the same. Today we're talking about what happens when Christian artists leave the faith. And I put
1: a... I put the pin in the argument yesterday, yeah. so let's see if I can put the pin in the argument today.
2: All right, let's see. Let's see if you can uh, nail hit hit the nail on the head. Yeah, That's hit the a...
1: nail on the head. Here's a bit of a <laughs> spoiler. I don't think I can.
2: <laughs> we also got the latest news, random facts, and more coming up. But first, it is June 25th. And we've got a few holidays to celebrate.
1: June 25th. All right, it is. You ready for this? Ready. Drum roll Color TV Day!
2: <laughs> you know, we drive by hotels and stuff. Well, most of the motels, I guess. The single story. Yeah. Uh, doors outside. Yeah. And they're still advertising like color color TV. TV. Like, yeah, you know if that's your best amenity,
1: I ain't staying. With you.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get murdered there. Going I'm elsewhere, almost certain.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know we travel a lot, and I never feel more scared to stay somewhere than than when I stay within like a three mile radi or a three hour radius of of Clovis.
2: Yeah. I'm just yeah.
1: Kind of questioning. (laughs) We're staying in Santa Rosa for the 4th of July. And even though we're going to an RV campground, we will be in our own camper. Yeah. I'm still kind of like, ugh. We
2: don't know who's in these other campers.
1: Are they going to murder us? Okay, so I'm just telling you now. (laughs) From the 3rd to the 7th, which FYI, that's a Saturday. We will be in Santa Rosa so if you like don't hear from me on the 8th, send a search party. Okay.
2: Sounds good. It's a plan.
1: Okay, thanks. <laughs> Something has happened. <laughs> hey, it's also National Catfish Day. I got a question. Hmm. Is this the fish or is it the act of being catfished?
2: Ooh. That would be a messed up holiday. It would be a messed up holiday. <laughs> but is it just That's bringing awareness to
1: <laughs> the epidemic of being catfished? Is it or an catfishing? Is it? Listen, there's a whole show about it. Right,
2: but it's all this one guy and they all seem very set up.
1: Oh, I don't think they're set up Every at all. Every episode
2: I've seen seems...
1: Oh, I don't think they're set up at all. I don't think so. Mm
2: -mm. I don't know. Reality TV has never really quite been reality.
1: Do not burst my (laughs) bubbles like that. (laughs) You can sit over there for five minutes in silence now.
2: (laughs) You get a timeout.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right.
2: Those people on The Bachelor are in love.
1: (laughs) Well...
2: (laughs) It'll last forever.
1: So even I can't get behind The Bachelorette this year. I only watch it because it's like a train wreck.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand you.
1: <laughs> what? Every other season of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette has been legit. No. I could watch it. Is it, <laughs> is it real love? No, it's not. All of them it's have been not. Awful. No, this year is particularly <laughs> awful. Super bad. The only... Super bad. Sorry, Hannah. You're not my favorite.
2: (laughs) The only reality show that I ever liked and ever got into was the first, first season of Big Brother before it started to become like all the other reality shows. Like, it was something new. The characters that they chose seemed like genuine people. They had this weird controversy where everybody in America started hating, like, the the Everybody's Dad guy that was on the show. Uh, they even had... People were hiring, like, planes, skywriters. Mm-hmm, I do remember that, yeah. And those were real. Those were real things that happened. It yeah. wasn't manufactured by the show. There was a huge campaign of people outside, to like, get him off the show. Despite the fact that he hadn't done anything to deserve this vitriol other than it looked like he might win and everyone wanted this other one-legged dude to win, which he did win. But, yeah, it was fun. It was exciting. And then everything else after that's just been garbage.
1: Well, (laughs) I don't know after that first season if everything after that was garbage, (laughs) but a lot of it was. (laughs) A, A good
2: portion of it.
1: I yeah. <laughs> Enough
2: to make me not want to watch it anymore. Yeah, and <laughs> we got off way on topic. This did. is about the fish. Mo. We did. Okay, today hey, is about hey. the catfish. Okay.
1: <laughs> Lastly, it's National Strawberry Parfait Day. Ooh, mm, what do you think of whenever you hear from par- parfait?
2: I'm well, donkey. Uh, exactly. I am not a fan of strawberries in ice cream. Really? To the point where I'm. But I this am isn't so ice
1: hard. cream. This is a parfait. Well,
2: parfaits are ice cream. No. Oh no, you're right. No. I mean, they, they, I mean, an ice cream parfait is a thing, but not all. Not all parfaits are ice cream. Right. But oh, no.
1: No, because not all parfaits are ice cream. Right. Not all ice cream is parfait either. Right. But
2: yeah, it's not yeah, that's what I was trying to build. I'm like, no wait, that doesn't make sense.
1: <laughs> it yeah. No. I can't believe you just
2: It's like surge protectors. All All surge protectors are power strips, but not all power strips are surge protectors.
1: Okay. But it's different.
2: <laughs> but it's different than that. That's where I was going. But I stopped. But
1: you failed. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, keep your strawberries out of my ice cream. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. Can we make a Neapolitan? That's just the strawberry flavored ice cream. We don't need to add the chunks of frozen strawberry to it. I need a weird chewy glob of goop in the middle of my ice cream. So that's, that's all I'm
1: saying. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that I like the strawberry syrup. Not, but it's not syrup. It's more like a. But It's thicker than syrup. What is the word? There is, like, some strawberry ice cream that's, like, a, almost like jam in the ice cream. Yeah. I like that. No. (laughs) But I'm with you. If you're going to have strawberry chunks, they've got to be, like, super, super tiny to where when I put them in my mouth, they practically melt. Right. But when you've got a big hunk of a strawberry in there and I have to chew it Mm -hmm. and it kills my teeth to chew ice cream. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm throwing
2: it in the trash. Yep. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> Weird days today. Move on. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show at Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. That's patreo dot com slash backrowradio. We need the, the monies. Let's just put it that way. We need the monies. Uh,
1: no more tippy-toeing
2: <laughs> around it. <laughs> running a radio station has costs. And those costs for us are growing, uh, as is our listenership. So, hey, if you're listening and you like what we do, prove it by supporting us.
1: <laughs> Please. If you
2: can. Surely, of course, it's an as-you're-willing-and-as-you're-able situation. But uh, we, we we are in financial need, uh, or at least we will be very, very soon, as our uh, needs <laughs> will be growing let's just put it that way uh we've talked about it a lot already so let's just move on it is tuesday which means it's topless tuesday and list. we've got a Keep list your shirts on people we've got a list for you a top list this well, i uh, just have
1: this fear matt that <laughs> our listeners are gonna be like matt said it's topless tuesday and as they're driving down the road listening to us just taking off their shirts No, keep your shirts on. You
2: think you think too little of people.
1: (laughs) Well, I just you know if
2: they were that desperate they were waiting for someone to give them permission.
1: Yes! Taking this
2: shirt off. Society can be what I want it to be today. Stop
1: judging me. (laughs) Jeez.
2: Just driving around. (laughs) Uh, Leather seats just sticking to you.
0: Oh gosh.
2: Be awful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, this list comes from Facts and Trends, an article by uh, Aaron Earls. It is the seven trends of global Christianity in 2019 that will surprise you. Uh, so, exciting things, uh, all, uh, all, mostly good things, I think, if I remember the list correctly. Uh, so, number one, surprising thing: Christianity is growing faster than the population of the Earth. Globally, Christianity is growing at a 1.27% rate. Currently, there are 2.5 billion Christians in the world. The world's population is 7.7 billion and it is growing at a rate of 1.20% or 1.2%. So, we are Christianity in and of itself is growing slightly larger than we are producing people.
1: Well, that's exciting.
2: Yep. There are three other groups growing faster than Christianity, however. Uh, Islam is the fastest growing religion right now at 1.95%, Sikhs at 1.66%, and Hindus at one30 or 1.3%. Uh, they're the only religious group growing faster than Christianity, though followers of Jesus outnumber every other faith and are predicted to continue to do so at least through 2050. Well, okay, uh, At that then. point, another religion might take over as the world's largest. That'll be a weird time. I might be dead by then, though, so who knows? (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Uh, Second on the list here, Pentecostals and Evangelicals are growing the fastest and are still picking up speeds. Hmm. Among Christian groups, Pentecostals at 2.26% and Evangelicals at 2.19% are growing faster than others. They are both also growing faster than they did just two years ago in 2017 the rates were 2.2, uh, 2.22% and 2.12%. Uh, 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 um, what's the word that you use? Respectively. Okay. <laughs> when you have a list like that. Uh, number three. This was an exciting one. Eighth... Hey, I
1: just want to shout out to my devil stomping brothers and sisters out there. My, my Pentecostal, Pentecostals. The Pentecostals. Go get thieves. them,
2: y'all. Go get him. Keep right on stomping
1: on that devil's head. (laughs) Put him under your feet where he belongs. Tell him that he has no right. Did you see? Yes. Did you see that video? Oh, yes, where he fell. Okay, so I thought it was a girl, but everybody else seemed to think that it was a guy. It sounded like a girl. I thought it was a girl as well.
2: Well, anyway, that person was singing a special in church, fell off the stage, kept singing, still singing before the person had even gotten up to the feet said don't worry devil's just trying to win or yeah. something. <laughs> just Devil thought he was
1: going to win. Not today <laughs> Satan. Not devil, today. Don't
2: worry devil just playing games. We're going to keep this going. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> It was fantastic.
1: That is the church that I grew up yeah, in. Like, yeah, had to be a Pentecostal church. Yeah, I always watch those videos when they get shared with a little bit of haste, where I'm like, "Oh gosh, what's gonna happen?" Don't embarrass me. Don't embarrass what's me. What's gonna happen?
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number three, the exciting one: atheism has peaked. There are fewer atheists in the world today one uh, one hundred and thirty eight million than there were in nineteen seventy. With 165 million. And we have far more people in the world than we did in uh, 1970 as well. Since 2000, atheism has rebounded slightly, only uh, by 0.04%, but it is expected to decline again and fall below 130 million by 2050. Agnosticism has maintained a small growth rate. Uh, of 0.42 percent after reaching 716 million this year. However, it is expected to drop below 700 million by 2050, which agnosticism is just.
1: They believe in a know. higher power of some sort, but not well. Not necessarily. necessarily.
2: They don't even necessarily believe in a higher power. It was. It's more like we just don't know. We can't know is often what they're. Uh,
1: See, I didn't think that Credit was, say, I didn't right. think that, okay. Yeah. All right, I'll trust you. Yeah. But I didn't think Some of
2: them was... do. I mean, some of them believe that there there must be a higher power, but they're not willing to ascribe that to anybody because okay. they don't believe that they can know. But just overall, the, the overarching thing of agnosticism is you can't know. Yeah. And so we're not going to try. Uh, yeah, so exciting that atheism's on the decline. Uh, number four, Christianity is growing in cities. Uh, unfortunately, though, not fast enough. Uh, today, 1.64 billion Christians live in urban areas, growing at a 1.56% rate since 2000. But more than 55% of the world's population lives in cities, and that is only continuing to grow. Uh, the global urban population is growing at a 2.15% rate. So, um Not quite double, but uh, about 50% more
0: Mm.
2: or so. Uh, Faster rate. Number five, the center of Christianity has moved to the global south. In in 1900, twice as many Christians lived in Europe than in the rest of the world combined. Today, both Latin America and Africa have more.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: Uh, By 2050, the number of Christians in Asia will also pass the number in Europe. Uh, Currently, Christianity is largely or is barely growing in Europe at a 0.04% rate and only slightly better in North America at 0.56%. Pardon me. Got the hiccups all of a sudden.
1: So, shout out to our missionaries.
2: (laughs) Oceania. Uh, and Latin America have marginally better rates at 0.89% and 1.18%. Uh, but the faith is exploding in Asia at 1.89% and Africa 2.89%. So it's really growing fast. Uh, yeah, it's great. Number six on this list from facts and trends. Uh, there are more evangelism opportunities for Christians than ever. The vast majority of non-Christians live their lives and never interact with a Christian, but that number is shrinking. In 1900, only 5.5% of non-Christians knew a Christian. Today, that has grown to 18.3%, well over over triple. Now, obviously, that number is still too small, but the growing percentage grants more non-Christians the opportunity to hear the gospel from someone that they know, which I think is typically how people come to faith is they know somebody who is in the faith first, mm-hmm. kind of get their feet wet in the idea with conversations of someone that they know and trust. Yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's, I don't know the percentage of that.
0: Yeah. But I feel
2: like that's a a more general way that that would happen.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, number 7, the per- lastly, the percentage of the unvangel unevangelized, it's hard word to say.
1: Unevangelized?
2: Unevangelized is shrinking. It should be unevangelized. The
1: unevangelized. <laughs>
2: Evangelized and unevangelized. <laughs> <laughs> more than half the world's population in 1900, uh, 54.3% were unevangelized. That percentage continues to shrink, dropping to 28.4%. In 2019. Almost half of that number. Um, That still means, however, that almost 2.2 billion people living today are still considered unevangelized, as in the gospel has not been shared with them. Uh, But it is exciting that the number is shrinking dramatically. Absolutely. In the last hundred and so years. So, 119 years. Yes. yes. So, uh, all good. All good things, all surprisingly good things. Mm-hmm. Did you say yeet, <laughs> yeet.
1: And I yeet. said yeet. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> but yeah, these are these are things that I don't think I expected to hear, because I I always get the feeling Christianity is just shrinking, that less and less people are getting interested in the idea of faith or the idea of God, but that doesn't seem to be the trend. Now, it might be a little bit more of the trend here in America mm-hmm. than it is elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, but worldwide, Christianity's growing.
1: Yeah, worldwide it's growing. In our nation, I think it's a completely different story. But Do you
2: think it's shrinking, though,
1: in our nation? Or do you uh, think
2: it's just kind of staying stagnant?
1: I think it's shrinking. You think so? I really do. If I'm thinking about like my close friends, my... Not close friends. But if I'm thinking about people in my adult life who I've had friendships with, yeah. more of them are non-believers than believers at this point, which mm. makes me sad. Yeah. So, I think...
2: All my friends are Christian.
1: Because <laughs> you oversaved. <laughs> Everybody who, I know is who holy. You, who you reaching out to, Matt? Huh?
2: Everybody I reach out to becomes a Christian immediately. I'm not good. Oh,
1: oh, <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm not good evangelizing. so glad it's not raining today because you're about to be struck dead by lightning.
2: People see me worshiping and they're just like, I need what he has. I'm um, going to become saved right now. Okay, yeah. Maybe. To- <laughs> sure.
1: They see you from the, the back row in, in the sound booth hiding. How can I get that? <laughs> how, can how can I, I a, do what how he's can doing? How can I have a
2: room where I'm locked away from all the other people, don't have to touch them?
1: Listen, we were talking about it earlier before we started recording, but last night as we were playing Judge Not, yeah. the card flipped over for who's spending, who's sitting on the back row until the day they die, and my 13-year-old said, this is for Mr. Matt, isn't it? <laughs> What's that say about you, Matt? It says What's that I say about you, Matt? You, when my 13-year-old knows that you ain't one beat, no handshaking person, no one, reach out to nobody and meet somebody and learn their names and get to know them Learning and, names is and discipleship and mentorship and uh. nobody wants
2: you to learn their name i don't want you're people to know my name such a
1: fibber oh my goodness
2: every church i've ever visited i'm like i don't want to i don't want you to know me
1: you're nuts you are insane in the membrane
2: I'm just an introvert, that's all. You are an
1: introvert. I'm an that's, introvert. I'm, I am sorry. I, I like to, I take I like back to everything. observe
2: and not participate until I feel comfortable.
1: I take back everything that I said. You are not crazy. <laughs> you are just introverted. You are different than I.
2: Thank you for affirming me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it doesn't mean that's what God wants for you.
2: Doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> just saying it's a thing. <laughs> Back to the hatred, the vitriol. (laughs) Uh, When the members of legendary English rock band Radiohead were faced with a ransom demand for their unreleased music, they gave it away instead. According to a statement that was released by the band earlier last week, uh, 18 hours of unreleased content was stolen from the band's musical archive. The hacker demanded $150,000 in ransom money for the music's return, but rather than hail the demands of the thief, the band published the material to their Bandcamp page for free for hey. everyone.
1: It's a way to stick it to them,
2: right? That's great. Yep. I mean, it stings because sure, that's money they could have made, yeah. but to not give in to the hackers, yeah. yeah.
1: It's also money that they could have lost, and they didn't lose it. Right. So, way to go.
2: Um, that whole thing terrifies me. The ransomware thing, where hackers can get in and just basically lock up your computer, take all your stuff, and say, we'll unlock it for you know, $3,000. Um, no. Know, I'll just lose everything that I had on that computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I use the cloud. We're sponsored by now.
0: <laughs> Today's
2: sponsor is-
1: no. <laughs> no. No.
2: My <laughs> first inclination was to say LifeLock, and then I'm remembering that the CEO of LifeLock put his actual social security number in an ad to prove that LifeLock would protect him, and then his identity to stolen, like, 74 times.
1: That's insane! <laughs>
2: And he can't change it. It's it's his. Yeah, it's.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Man. Oh, this world. Coming up later in the show, we talk about Christian bands who have lost the faith. And when we come back, we find out what's been going on with your favorite artist. Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. It is a second hour here on this Tuesday morning. We're glad that you are riding this out with us. We got five random facts to kick off this hour.
1: Five random facts. With Mo. In 1985, <laughs> Matt and Mo were born.
2: That's true.
1: And Freddie Mercury released an album dedicated to his cats and all the cat lovers, lovers across the universe. It's re- a much cooler fact that we were born in 1985. <laughs> I
2: don't remember that part from the movie.
1: I don't remember I don't the movie.
2: You didn't see the movie that came
1: out? It Maybe. just came out oh. uh, a couple months ago. Oh. No. It was pretty good. What's the movie? I don't remember what it's called. Okay. It wasn't that good. But then. Rami... Rami... <laughs>
2: Rami... Uh, it might have it been called Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Oh. Okay.
2: But Rami Malik played him. Uh... He was in, he was the Egyptian dude in Night of the Museum.
1: Okay. The Philippines consists of 7,641 islands.
2: Golly.
1: How do you even like keep track of all that? Wait, how many do we have again? 41? No. 43. No. No, (laughs) 7,000. (laughs) i'd be so confused all the time (laughs) ikea is one of the largest food chains in the world they serve more than 650 million diners in 50 countries and generate about 1.8 billion annually from food sales
2: and they're a furniture store
1: and they're a furniture (laughs) store yep I remember the first time I went into Ikea, and I'm walking through, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is my heaven. Like, everything that I could ever possibly dream of for my house. And then I get to the third floor, where it's the restaurant, and I was like, best place ever.
2: There was one in Albuquerque for the longest time. We lived there for nearly three years, and we always wanted to go there just to check it out, just to be in an Ikea. Yeah. And... It gets to the point where we're moving a month from now. Like, yeah. We need to go. Yeah. So we drove all the way across town to go there, and they had closed down like a week before. Yeah. I'm like, man, the system won't let us in.
1: Yeah. And see, Deidre would have been in heaven. It would have been like yeah. nostalgia for her because it's European. Right. So she would have been or like. She grew up. Uh-huh. Back in her, her childhood. <laughs> okay. The man I think so. Tree. Is nicknamed the tree of death for good reason. Touching it can leave chemical burns on your skin. Its fruit is toxic. Its bark, when burned, can cause blindness. This is probably why I've never heard of this tree.
2: (laughs) Because my mother did a
1: really good job of protecting me.
2: Don't go near death trees.
1: (laughs) Right? You see that tree? You don't play with it. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Russian cosmonauts used to pack... Used... To pack a shotgun in case they landed in Siberia and had to fend off bears.
2: The things that you don't think about when you're flying in space. (laughs) Good facts, Mo. Thanks. Casting Crown's Wanda Vevo uh, points to Reese's peanut butter cups as proof that he's alive. He posted, someone defined evidence of life as growing and taking in nutrients. I'm not sure how long I've been dead, but life probably coincided with the release of those two Pounder Reese's Cups. Yes, they exist and fuel my addiction and insecurities simultaneously. Have you seen the two new Reese's Cups it came out with? The Peanut Butter Lovers and the Chocolate Lovers?
1: Mm, I think so.
2: Chocolate Lovers is just like thicker chocolate. It tastes essentially the same. And
1: the Peanut Butter Lovers is peanut butter with peanut butter. It's got...
2: It's got, it's got a chocolate bottom of the okay. cup, but the top layer is candied peanut butter, and it's actually like the peanut butter from inside the Reese's Pieces, mm-hmm. so it's got a different flavor to it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very
2: good. Yeah? Yeah. Which means they're not going to stick around long, because the things that I like never
1: do. I did see they had Reese's Thins.
2: Yeah. I've seen those, too. I, I haven't tried those.
1: those. I haven't tried them, either. They
2: look sad. Like Thin Oreos, too. I'm like... I want an Oreo. I want a thick Oreo. Nah. (laughs) I want an Oreo that's thick.
1: Okay, Mega,
2: Mega stuff Oreo. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Big Daddy Weave may need to look again at the definition of time off. Mike Weaver posted over the weekend, we've been on a break. But he went on to share that the band spent much of the break working on a new record. The band's frontman says it's within hours of being done. He added that he's also been working on a new book. And the band is working on a new TV show for the fall. It looks like Big Daddy Weave will need to get back on the road so they can get a little downtime. They did. uh, Over the weekend. With a sold out show in Virginia. Uh, A big week for Skillet. Last week it was announced that their song Feel Invincible... Uh, Which is weird. It's like their second Invincible song because they had a whole album called Invincible with a song called Invincible. And then they made another song called Feel Invincible. I'm like, get original guys, you're just rehashing all that sorry it <laughs> their song feel invincible will reach platinum certification meaning that a million copies of the song have been sold the Rockman also joined the ranks of Pandora's Billionaires Club, signifying that their songs have been played over a billion times. Skillet will release a new album on August 2nd and their first graphic novel also comes out in August I'm excited to see that Casting Crown's Wanda Vevo again
1: what? Why? Why?
2: <laughs> says that there are two classifications of clothes hangers. One, where is a clothes hanger when you need one? And two, why do we need all these extra clothes hangers? It's truth.
1: It is true. You
2: never have the exact right number of clothes it
1: is, hangers. It is true.
2: <laughs> I've never said, I have an appropriate amount of clothes hangers.
1: <laughs> we have just the right number.
2: <laughs> Uh, Then fresh off their second Jesus Freak Cruise, which saw the band reunite on stage for the first time in nearly two decades on its first voyage in 2017, uh, Michael Tate finally broke the news fans have long waited to hear. DC Talk will be touring next year. In an interview with Newsboys United during the recent Joyful Noise Festival tate shared this i've got news for you next year dc talk will be doing a land cruise we'll be doing tour dates in the states not announced yet but it will be very few but we'll do them each year 2020 2021 and probably 2022 awesome i have told daedra if they come within 500 miles of where we are i don't care how much it costs we're going And she said, all right. All right. So it's happening.
1: We'll have to see.
2: (laughs) Those have been your artist updates. Uh, According to research conducted by the University of Oxford, you should probably plan to hang with your pals twice a week. It's good for your mental and physical health. People with larger friend groups are less likely to suffer from illnesses. They recover quicker from surgery and, in general, are just less likely to die. So, Mo, you're going to live forever. I'll be dead tomorrow.
1: Just the whole recover <laughs> from surgery quicker thing, that I can say is true. Yeah. I recover from surgery easy. <laughs> I like bounce right back. And then other people are like, uh, my husband included, four weeks later, still dying on his bed. And I'm like, get it together. Get up. We have stuff to do. Make some friends, for goodness sakes. Right? Your friends just can't be my friends just because that's how it works. No, you have to have your own friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
2: man. It really is like that in marriage, though. It, it is. You just gotta take your spouse's friends.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. yep, sorry. Well, when we
2: come back, Christian bands who are no longer Christian bands. But first, it's
0: time for Love Thy Nerds' critical
2: hit. Take it away, Hector.
0: Hey everyone, this is the Love Thy Nerd Critical Hit. I'm Hector Mirai with Faith and Fandom, and I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. If you ask even the most well-seasoned nerd to tell you about a man named Keith Tucker, they probably can't. But Keith is responsible for things that millions of people have loved for generations. Keith is a storyboard artist, meaning before things get animated or put on screens, Keith tells the story... So that people know how to proceed and what they're doing. Keith has worked on X-Men, Ghostbusters, DuckTales, Chip and Dale, Jim and the Holograms, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and so many other things that many of us grew up loving and still love today. Yet Keith is not famous for these things. People wouldn't necessarily recognize him in a crowd or even know who he is. I met him this weekend at a Comic Con. And was astounded at all this man had accomplished but that's the thing when you're doing things because you love it and for the right motivation it doesn't matter if you get credit or not first Corinthians chapter 3 verses 6 through 8 reads I planted the seed Apollos watered it but God has made it been making it grow so neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God who makes things grow the one who plants And the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. Listen, we can get really caught up sometimes in not being concerned about the quality of what we're doing, but rather how much recognition we're getting for it. That's not what we're called to do. Keith is completely satisfied knowing he has worked to bring amazing things that people love to millions of people, and for us as Christians, we need to be content to serve God with our fullest extent, knowing that we're doing what he's called us to, whether we get recognition or glory for it in ourselves. want you to know that Love Thy Nerd exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors through thoughtful content, relational outreach, and intentional community. Check out our website at lovethynerd.com, our thriving Facebook community where you can interact on a daily basis, We have several podcasts, one of which I host, and we're active on all the socials. You can also check me and my book series out over at Faith and Fandom on Facebook.
2: Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. It's our third hour and it is Christian Music Week. We are tackling topics in the world of Christian music. Today, we're gonna to be talking about Christian bands who leave the faith. Uh, last year, shortly after we launched Back Row Radio, I got a message uh, from a listener about Under Oath. Uh, we've been playing some of their older stuff, which, you know, they've been featured on the the uh, X compilation albums, the, the Christian rock compilation albums, uh, they've released several albums uh, as a Christian rock band, but apparently, as of the middle of last year, they are no longer Christian. Uh, I think a couple members of the band still consider themselves Christians, but the the main, uh, the front man and a couple of the other uh, members, they, they, they no longer believe in God, they no longer follow Christianity. And uh, they have released a new album that's, you know, full of curse words and anti-Christian sentiment, huh. but under the same band name. Huh. Uh, and at one point, their their music, you know, it wasn't just like, you know, you know, we're a Christian band, here's our rock music. Their, their lyrics were very faith-centered, very uh, poignant stuff. And uh, it was phenomenal music all the way around. But after finding out how strongly against... Christianity, they have come out as now. I felt that I had to remove their older stuff from the station, even though that's all that we were playing, and that we wouldn't play any of their newer non-Christian stuff. But uh, that brought up an interesting, you know, thought: is do I have to? Right. You know, what what do you do when a band leaves the faith? Is there past music that was faithful and that was? Uh, in line biblically, and and uh, it was you know positive on the idea of faith. Is that voided? Do we leave that out now from the entire idea of of uh, playing it on the radio? And I honestly don't know the answer. Like, what you, what are your impressions first off before we go any further into this? What do you think the answer to that is, or do you? Uh...
1: I think the answer to oh, that's a bad handprint.
2: Mo, <laughs> well, I was trying to do a the old turkey handprint draw uh, on a piece of paper. I
1: was while and I was it, it, it it failed. Um, my first thought is that no, you don't remove the old music because I still believe that that old music, regardless of their stance now, That that old music can still bring glory to God. Sure. It can still speak truth into someone's life. It can still hit somebody and meet them exactly where they are and cause them. I'm not saying that a a song is going to save a person. And I did air quotes around save because we know that Jesus is the only one that can save us. But... I feel like a song can be a tool, can be a catalyst used to open up a door, to soften a heart, to convict someone. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those things are not voided because of choices made in the future. Sure. But I guess the, uh,
2: the counter argument to that, at least being played on the radio, would be that, especially with a station like us that plays music from uh several different kind of time periods. Mm-hmm. If someone who had never heard of Under Oath before saw that playing on our station, heard their song, said that was great. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then decided to them. pick decided to pick up their latest album, thinking they're a Christian band, and then they're suddenly bombarded with all these non Christian uh messages. Sure. Couldn't that have the opposite effect at that point? And see that's I guess I think that's the worry that the the people that pointed this out to me had.
1: Yeah, it you know could what? have the opposite effect.
2: I <sighs> I I mean I completely see your point too. And that that was the exact question that I was wrestling with. Yeah. Is is it is it worth it? That's kind of the the balance of is it is it worth that risk to have them on there and still possibly have them have a positive effect as opposed to the possible negative effect. And I don't know exactly where to stand. Of course I took the the safe route and just took them off. We only had, I think three of their songs on here anyway. Yeah. But they were three of my favorite songs. And so that made it even more hard. Yeah. uh, For me to choose. Um, We have a list of bands here that have left the faith uh, and I have their reasons why. And uh, the reasons why are sad. And, I feel, in my opinion, at least in most cases, avoidable. Okay. So, of course, we have Under Oath. And they, they, uh, the main reason they bring up is pretty much hypocritical and judgy Christians. Uh, One of the band members had an issue with drugs and struggled with that, uh, even while they were a band. And that kind of got out. And they were kind of lambasted by, you know christian society as a at large which is you know the most most vocal of us are the worst of us exactly. pretty much and so of course yes that happens uh there's a man called sir sly not super uh, mainstream uh but the lead singer said his mother-in-law got brain cancer and he didn't understand how a loving god could let something like that happen so it's the whole why do bad things happen to good people idea mm. uh dave bazan of pedro the lion He had questions about the faith that, quote, unquote, no one could answer, which, eh, I mean, I feel like any question that you could have about the faith, there's an answer for it somewhere. Yeah. You're just not looking really hard if you Mm -hmm. can't find one. Uh, Shannon Lowe of the Order of Elijah um, misinterpreted the story of Elisha and the bears um, as... He he. The way he read it, he interpreted it as uh, Elijah gets called a name and by uh, little children and God sends bears to kill him, rip him apart. That's not exactly how the story goes. It's not little children. Uh, they're they're referred to as young men in the same way that David was referred to as a young man. But David wasn't a boy when he took on Goliath either. He was a you know. It was more akin to like a 25 year old, you know, someone in their prime uh, physical condition. He was just small, mm-hmm. and so that was kind of the reference of small people, not children. Uh, and it wasn't a oh, I got called a name situation. Anyway, we'll get into that whole story another day. I'm sure. Uh, okay. Anyway, it's a lot more it's a lot more intricate and complicated than than what mis- people. Interpreted as, typically. Uh, There was George Perdiccas, original member of the Newsboys. Uh, He said that there were impossible standards of Christians. And uh, he also hates that Christians ignore their own flaws. And he actually brings up the movie God's Not Dead, which the current version of the Newsboys was featured in. Uh, And he said, you know, that movie was the perfect example of how Christians can vilify... Everybody that doesn't agree with them, and ignore the idea that Christians could have any problems or faults of their own. And I completely agree. That movie was very... All the Christians know exactly what they're talking about and they're great people. Mm -hmm. And all the unbelievers are terrible. The only, only bad representation of a Christian in that movie was the dude's girlfriend who... You know, who knows? We never really see her uh, actual faith displayed. We just see her complaining that her boyfriend doesn't spend enough time with her or whatnot. Um, Then we have As I Lay Dying. Uh, All but one of the members drifted because of bigotry and hatred in Christianity. Uh, And their front man, uh, Tim Lambesis, uh, was sent to prison for trying to hire someone to kill his wife. And he spent six years in prison for that. And then, of course, we have Gunger, which is a, the weirdest of them all, who Gunger, which was a big name in worship music, was playing on K-Love for all the time, uh, left the faith, fully embraced atheism for about a year, then came back to God, but now doesn't believe a lot of the biblical stories, and thinks that the idea that God sent his son to die for our atonement is disturbing and horrific, and that any Christian that believes that that was the case is a terrible person. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, all of these are legitimate reasons to have doubts or to struggle, but as I said, as I appear as I read the stories and the interviews, that most of these artists didn't really seek to understand or find answers. Now, I can't say that for sure for right. all of these people. Right. Uh, but just based on the answers that I see in these interviews and stuff, they seem very simplistic. They seem very uh, uninformed. And that makes leads me to believe that they didn't actually seek out the answers, that maybe they were uh, either looking for a reason to confirm their doubts or that things had gone wrong and they'd gotten into the situation where they were blaming God, uh, which, you know, we all kind of, Have a season of that at least once in our lives, yeah. Um, but but I do believe that some of the big things the problems that they have they do get right is uh the attitude of Christians because we did you know we said a second ago the loudest of us are the worst of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, I even remember we were going to a newsboys concert when I was in youth group. And we had to turn around and come home because it got disrupted by a giant protest of other Christians who believed that rock music was of the devil. And so we left. You know, we had to turn around and come back because they had caused such a ruckus that they had to shut it down.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it wasn't safe. And the fact that. They all saw that as okay. Like, they not only caused a problem, they caused a safety issue. Mm -hmm. They had people afraid for their lives because they were so violently angry Right. that the whole thing was canceled. How do you go home that night, being one of those people, and think, I did the Lord's work today? How can you... How can you spit Bible verses out of your mouth with bile on your tongue? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And think that that's exactly how this is supposed to work. That's exactly how we're supposed to act. That's how we're supposed to treat people who have problems or treat people who do things differently than we do. And so when it comes to that idea, when I was younger in the faith, That was always a temptation to make me want to stop trying to live a Christian life.
1: Yeah. Because Because being a Christian meant I had to look like them.
2: Right. I don't want to look like that. Yeah. The idea that uh, we ignore the fact that we have our own problems and that we're all hypocrites... So we can yell at somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible place to be in. And too many of us are in that place. Mm-hmm. And so I can see how that could turn some people off. The other idea that we have about Christian dance is that we think because they write lyrics that inspire us, that they're all super spiritual and they're all right. they very don't have any struggles in their faith. Yeah, and they're all, they all know exactly what they're talking about. Uh, this came up with that Lauren Daigle thing mm-hmm. when Lauren Daigle was asked about, you know, what she thought about homosexuality and gay marriage and all that. And she mm-hmm. said, you know, I really don't know enough about it to make uh, a a solid answer. And so I'm just going to pass on that question. Yeah. You know, that's that was a wise way to answer the question. Yeah. If you haven't studied it, if you don't know exactly what the Bible says about it, and you don't want to just add fuel to a conversation... The, uh, without doing your own due diligence, then yeah, that's how you should answer it. Yeah, but everybody got so mad that she didn't know thinking that well because she's an artist, she has to be a role model because if she's a role model, she has to know every answer to mm-hmm. every controversy and every right thing. It's just it's a sad place to be in it and is. it's an impossible standard mm-hmm. So I mean I get it. I get how you can get to that point where that becomes so overwhelming for you as Mm -hmm. a musician and as an artist and as a lyric writer that you just want to quit.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it is also sad. It's sad that you do give up without doing your own due diligence of, hey, maybe not everybody's like this. Or hey, maybe there is an answer to this doubt or this question that I have that I haven't really asked about, Yeah. or sought the answer for. Um, it's uh, it's rough.
1: It is rough. There's no,
2: I mean, there's no, there's no conclusion that we can come to with this discussion that's going to make everything seem better. Um, the idea of can we still play their older music? I mean, I liked As I Lay Dying, too.
0: Mm-hmm. I had a
2: lot of their stuff when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. Uh, and, of course, this member of the Newsboys, uh, George, George uh, Prodicus, whatever you say it, uh, you know, he was on the Going Public and Take Me to Your Leader albums, I believe. Yeah. Which are Take Me to Your Leader's, like, the classic Newsboys album with the original band. Do I stop playing them? I mean, he was one of the sing- he was one of the vocalists. Him and Peter Fuller- Furler, uh, both sang the lyrics. Right. Do I take that out? I don't. I don't know. I haven't yet because I love that album. It's quintessential. It's got breakfast. It's got uh, "Take Me to Your Leader." It's got "God's Not a Secret." Mm, all good stuff.
1: See, and I just feel like God. God's not turning. His back on them. God's not abandoning them. In many ways, if God was running a radio station, (laughs) I don't feel like he would take their music off.
2: It's (laughs) KGOD.
1: Do you know what I mean? And I know that that sounds kind of silly to say and, and almost foolish to make the assumption that God would run a radio station. But to put ourselves... In that predicament, I just feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm even thinking about friends that we've had that have decided to no longer live in the faith. You know, that they've had, we know people who were super oversaved, and within the last couple years, their life has just taken a huge turn. And when I see those people, I don't shy away from them. I don't turn away from them. Oftentimes I hug them, I engage them in conversation, I tell them that I'm thinking about them, I'm praying Mm -hmm. for them, I love them, I congratulate them for things that have happened in their life. Why? Because I still love them. Because they're still a person, they're still...
2: They're worth something. Yes. They're not garbage to be thrown away. Yes. Just because they don't believe like we do anymore.
1: And everything that they did while an active part of the church is not null and void. Lives that they reached, people that they touched. Those things are not washed completely away because of choices that they've made now. And I feel very much the same about Christian music and Christian artists. We can't make their choices for them. They are still human. They still are flawed. They still have the capability of turning away. But at one point, they were reaching lives and they were doing things for the glory of god
2: yeah yeah i think so i think when it comes to this discussion of what do we do at this point do we play their music or do we not i think whether i agree with it completely or not i think the 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 decision comes down to if they're still making music yeah so like Under Oath and As I Lay Dying, they're they're still making music and now the music is completely against the faith. Yeah. Or faithless, as it were. Yeah. And as long as that's happening, I don't feel like I'd be comfortable enough to keep it on the station. Yeah. Just for that reason of I don't want somebody to, especially a kid, like a teenager, an impressionable mm-hmm. young person in the faith, to hear a great song by Under Oath and then go get their new stuff and suddenly they have tons of questions that they didn't have before or worries or whatever. Yeah. But then like when it comes to the Newsboys, George left the band. He didn't make any more music under the name The Newsboys. Yeah. See, I almost feel like it would have been better if Under Oath just changed their name. Yeah. Just change your name then Under Oath can be preserved yeah, <laughs> as it was as a Christian band, and you can go on and do your thing.
1: I can agree with that. But at the
2: same time, I see why they wouldn't want to do that because this is the brand that they've built. Yeah. And I, But I, honestly, I think that alone would have been enough. You're like, yes, we'll keep Under Oath on the station. Yeah. Because then you're looking it up, and you're not going to find Under Oath's new non-Christian stuff. You're going to yeah. find some other band. So. See,
1: and for me, so, and this is where we differ, and that's okay. Yeah. But for me... I I envision my thirteen year old googling a band, and here comes Wikipedia. You know, Wikipedia. mom. Yeah, mom. Did you know that this this band and they were Christian believers, and now they're not, and this is why, and blah blah. blah. And that opens up doors for conversation. Sure. Now, I realize that I am like. One in a very few who still have conversations with their kids. It's not the common thing anymore. I get that. Um, So I can't just err on the side of what happens in in my home. You know, I have to think about the big picture. But at the same time, like my big picture, my big picture positive self wants to be like, well, then, that's one kid that's praying for that band. That's one kid that knows that this is what happened, and maybe that's one kid that will go to a concert but seek that band out to say, "Hey, I liked your music so much better when you were believers when you played this. I prefer, you know." That's just my big picture positive side yeah. that I realize is slightly unrealistic, yeah, but could happen, right? And I don't, <laughs> dis-
2: I don't disagree. That's ideal, yeah. But at the same time, I feel like I would be coming up against those same Christians that cause problems for everybody.
1: Yeah, it's true. And I'm not saying
2: that the people that pointed this out to me before were that way. I I believe that they were honestly trying to help Mm -hmm. and just make me aware of the situation. Um, But if word got out of that continued to be an issue or that grew to be an issue, well, suddenly now we got people protesting our radio station. For no real reason, yeah. Other than you're playing music from a band who now doesn't believe in Christianity, mm-hmm. and even though that music was very faith-based and lyrics were very positive and and uh, faith-positive, uh, we're gonna cause a problem for you.
1: And that's why, <laughs> if I were in charge of running the radio station, it would be it would have been done before it started because I would have been like, yes, I am sticking to my guns and I am playing this because. <laughs> They are still people who we need to encourage and love on, and but I'm I'm not the one in charge. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I don't disagree with.
1: You. I know you don't disagree. And I know. I, th- I know.
2: It's still it's still an ongoing debate in my head. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
1: you are very. You have a lot of gray, where I am very black and white. Yeah, and that's. You can see more of the bigger picture, whereas I just see, nope, this is how it is.
0: <laughs> Doing it this way, you're going to like it.
1: And if you don't like it, oh, well, that's okay. Didn't need you anyway. Like Deuces, homie. Lump it. Yep.
2: Uh, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know exactly what we accomplished with that discussion other than to say it's sad and we hate it. But uh Yeah. <laughs> We hate that there's no easy answer yep. to this. But, we uh we
1: hope that you all will be praying for Christian yeah, bands. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, it's just like, and I'm, yeah, I'm about to stick my foot in my mouth again. But it's just like <laughs> praying for your pastors or praying for the president or praying for those in leadership. Don't leave out Christian bands. Yeah. Don't leave out those celebrities who are known as Christians. You know, they deal with a lot of controversy, a lot of attack a lot of judgment a
0: lot
2: of being held to a higher standard than should be reasonable (laughs)
1: yes pray for them yeah encourage them because they are humans they could fall and it could be because of something that someone said that they thought was supposed to be by christian standard but you really came off as a hypocrite
2: yeah and you know what was the what the most difficult thing for me to see was with the under oath thing was that you know their whole their whole main reasoning for leaving the faith was the hypocritical and judgy Christians. Yeah. And so when they announced that, who came out of the woodworks to start cussing them out and calling them terrible heathens, hellbound garbage people? Yep. Those same people just reinforcing yeah. Yep. Reinforcing what they already thought and Convincing them that they made the right decision. Yep. And that's heartbreaking.
1: It is heartbreaking.
2: So let's stop talking about it and okay. focus on trying and, try and end on a, 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 a funnier note.
1: Happier note. With our
2: 11th Commandments. All right. Uh, every time someone joins our Back Row Baptist Church Facebook group, uh, we ask them two questions to make them... Uh, make sure that they know what they're getting themselves into. But, but the last question is: if you could, uh, if you had the power to create an eleventh commandment, what would it be? And this is usually, this is essentially there to test who's the funny people that uh-huh. are joining the group and who are just here to lurk.
1: <laughs> this helps, and this helps us. Like we, we have all those people who are like, oh. I can't do that. That's adding or taking away. You're, you're
2: not going to have a good time. You're on a
1: list. And we watch you daily. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. Gosh. You're really not. But <laughs> <laughs> it would be wise if they were. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I got, so
2: we got two of them. Right? We have
1: two 11th commandments. And I can get behind only one of them. Oh, no. All right. Forrest Jones says... Thou shalt not serve unsweet tea at Church Fellowship. This is the one I cannot get behind. You can't get
2: behind that one? No. Sweet tea is the only tea, y'all. No. Unsweet Mm -mm. tea is brown water. That's all it is. It's garbage.
1: Also why I like my coffee black. Without sugar or creamer or anything. Tastes
2: like chalk.
1: Listen. I like desserts and sweets. I like to eat my sweet. I don't like to drink my sweet. So, (laughs) I prefer non-sweetened beverages. Gross. Shout out to
2: anybody who can tell me what coffee tastes like chalk, uh, what TV show that comes from. It was a Nicktoon. Yes. All right.
1: Okay. All (laughs) right. Our last one comes from Isaac Millard who said, Thou shalt keep all thy socks the same and mismatch not. Thank you. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> Our entire relationship up until Deedre got her office job. Uh-huh. I don't think I saw her in a pair of matching socks more than a dozen times. Really? Yeah. She had she had tons. She had like two sets of socks, but they were all like the same size
1: yeah you know, the same
2: fit the same whatever they yeah just different colors and you know they came in packs in pairs yeah you know a pair of here's a pair of 12 socks and every sock is a different fun design or whatever
1: and she mismatched them but
2: yeah she never like after doing laundry she never tried to put them together she just grabbed two socks two socks that were the same size and one Daedra. it was her it was her so quirk. disappointed it was her funny quirk
1: Well, now it's like a fashion statement.
2: Yeah, yeah, now it's a thing. That's a thing people do on purpose. Nope. No thank you. All right, stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. back row morning show as we close out your tuesday morning we got your bible verse and thought for the day bible verse for the day is jeremiah twenty three twenty four. can any hide himself in secret places that i shall not see him saith the lord do not i fill heaven and earth saith the lord
1: and our thought for the day comes from greg laurie stop judging the motives of others and take a long look at yourself take care of your character your personal integrity and god will take care of your reputation
2: Good quote for today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us this morning. It is Monday. Well, no, I don't nope, know where no, where I'm going it's here. not. My notes are, I'm reading them wrong. Thank you for joining us today. We are here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Our podcast is available at Uh Click the podcast button. Click the link. It'll take you to our new podcast hosting page over at Podbean. Uh, as we announced yesterday, we've had to switch hosts and the host bungled the move. And so if you were already following us before for the podcast version, uh, you're probably not getting any new updates and you'll probably have to refollow. Uh, and for right now, I think we're only available over at Podbean until it eventually hits all the other aggregators. So that's where we at
1: aggregators not aggravators or follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at back row radio and join our laughter inducing facebook community back row baptist church by going to brbchurch.com
2: mo what's the final word for today
1: i'm so tired and it's only tuesday
2: <laughs> that's it for today's show if you need us we'll be in the back
1: bye